Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Big Real Economist coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News uh, in the morning. Rogue News in exile. Um, Sage, what do you see on your on your screen? Because we are messing around with this new software. Do you see yourself? Right now, I see the solo layout of me. Right now, but... a solo layout. Now it's a solo layout of me. Right. Oh, right. So... Yep. How about now? Yep. Still, still you. How about ah? That's better. There we go. Huh? How the hell do we got this background? Mm. That's a weird background. Got Trump in the background. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh one of See, our. See, we're tech... gonna get accused of being MAGA. It has it right oh, there below. It's MAGA. This is uh This is one of the uh, the. Hey, good morning, Hobo Sermons. Yeah, what's up, buddy? How are you guys? Yeah, this is going to be um, one of our, our, our. Here we go. Let me change the background. Cool. Give me one second, guys. It's a new software we're using. Restream. Uh, we've gotten away from Streamyard. Um, and the hell with YouTube. I think YouTube was only going to be utilized for boom. There we go, Siege. Ha! Boom shakalaka. Nice little financial background. Yeah, we can do that. There we go. Cool. It's all good. Um, want to thank all of you for joining us. RogueNews.com. Rogue News on YouTube. Rogue News on every single podcasting app. No matter everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. So come check us out. And with that also being said... Um, uh, we're, we're still trying to figure out what the hell to do with YouTube. I think I think YouTube is just going to be straight up announcements. I, I think CG, we're just going to be like, "Hey, we're doing this on Twitch. Come join us here." And Twitch at this point is pretty damn easy. You could download Twitch onto um, your phone, whatever desktop you want, and it's, it's pretty awesome. And, and, and you know, the thing is with Rumble, Rumble's great too, and we do upload over there. Uh, but our live is going to be right here on Twitch. It's just. It's just a good platform. It's just a good platform, and I think that it's the kind of platform that they leave the most amount of people uh, alone, which is great, which is awesome, you know. So, Cheese, uh, how about you, buddy? How you doing this morning? Good, good. Uh, been a, been a busy day, and you know, taking care of business. Been uh, monitoring a little bit of the of the news feeds and all that, but yeah, I mean, I I, I like this software and. I, I appreciate people in in the uh, Discord channel were sending recommendations and so forth. So we'll 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 check those out. I, I'm not as familiar with Odyssey. I know that uh, a few people use Odyssey. I guess you can live stream there as yeah. It was, as well. it, it's it's an offshoot of library. Remember library? Yeah, yeah. It's the offshoot of library. Okay, That's what uh, Odyssey is, and it's a it's a blockchain type thing, you know. But I don't know if they live stream. I I, I have no idea. You know, live streaming. Yeah. When, when you talk about actual live streaming apps, man, the, or platforms, there's very few out there. Apart from YouTube, there's D Live, there's Twitch. That's it. Right. That, that's you know. Uh, well, yeah, the called? data management on on their site. It's a it's a lot of a lot of bandwidth to to manage and and uh, deal with. So yeah, I mean, it's 
it's not as easy as you know people would people would think in terms of those companies that still do the live streaming yeah hobo says uh odyssey has live streams oh that's good that's good and he also said to talk to uh quite frankly yeah we need to uh talk to quite frankly about that and see what frank is uh what he has how do i hide this oh bingo all right man lots going on siege lots to talk about inflation is up you know we're in a stagflationary uh situation here we kind of warned about this we talked about this several times um a lot of other people have been catching on as of late um He's doing my work week. <laughs> Vela's, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Vela's in there. Yes, we, we we're glad you resigned as well, buddy. I don't want, we don't want you uh, getting the jab. Anyway, um, getting into it, um, lots going on. I want to talk about one of the things that I was looking at. Siege is, and I think I damn lost it. Let me, let me pull this up. This was on the hedge. Apologize for the slow start, folks. It's just been a crazy morning, to say the least. An absolutely ridiculous morning. Take some break from Twitter after mean tweets. <laughs> New York Times sues to get Hunter Biden information. You notice they're going after Hunter Biden siege all of a sudden. Right? I mean, we knew they were going to play that card, and here it is. We even right. said it during the uh, the 2020 election that, hey, you know, this whole Hunter Biden thing ain't going to go nowhere, with, especially with the um, with the, the laptop, the computer. It's not going to get any traction. They're going to they're going to they're going to sandbag that at a time of their approaching because it, it's all about the salaciousness. It's all about the um, the drama. Right? It's not about getting things done for the American people. It's about the salaciousness and the drama. Of American politics, that that that's the most important thing. It's just another form of it's another form of reality TV, bro. That's that's what politics has turned into, and it's a damn joke. That's what it is. It's a Big damn time. joke. It's reality TV that steals money from you. That's what it is, folks. Reality TV that steals money. Now, one of the things I want to bring about, you know, I, I, I mean, the the latest manufacturing numbers are a joke. Okay, we've exported less trash because of the COVID lockdowns and what's happening with shipping. We are our exports were down siege. We were not able to export as much trash and recyclables <laughs> this year as we did back in 2019. So that, that that affected our export market greatly. You know, our trash and recyclables are down. That really puts a gander on GDP. But thank God for the fire economy. Thank God for the financial economy that just keeps creating all sorts of wonderful financial hocus pocus instruments that are based on nothing, backed by nothing, and inflated to high oblivion without any sort of merit, without any sort of underlying asset. Thank God for that make-believe, phony baloney economy. Otherwise, we'd all be in the doldrums, man. Oh, my God. We, right. we, we, can't, we can't take another hit on trash and recyclable siege. Can't do that. And the shitty part is that even cat food and dog food is more expensive now, so we can't run to the bunker and get our, eat our cat food. <laughs> that, that's the worst part. You know, it, 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 it's, you know, you can't run to the basement and get your cat. Cat food is, uh, is at a premium, my friend. You, I'm talking about... Quality organic whiskus is at a premium. You cannot take the, you know, buy the whiskus and head to the dump bunker and 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 handle it that way. You just cannot do it whatsoever, man. You just can't do it. 
Anyway, folks, this is what I want to cover. Uh, this is by Tyler Durden, the Nomadi Plume over at Zero Hedge, one of the founding members over there. Our boys do a pretty much a great job on a lot of things. Exxon extravaganza soaring energy prices lead to the biggest profit since 2014. New $10 billion stock buyback. We all remember what happened in 2014, right? We all remember that. And that, and here I have the I got scam likely calling me. There, there we, we go. go. Cool. cool. Now there's, now there's a, CJ. CJ uh, Mike. Mike. Is the echo back? I was yeah, there. Is there echo right now? Yes. Yes. Hang on. Okay. okay now, now the, the echo's, echo's gone. gone. No, it's no, back. it's back. That's weird. That's weird. Uh, echo, 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 echo. All right. It's screen screen. It's the screen share that's somehow doing that. Let, let me try doing this. Let me try sharing my screen and. Uh, See if that happens. Bingo, bango. Unable to share the screen. Please update system permissions to allow screen recording for the browser. I don't need a screen record. All right, anyway, look, we're just going to talk about it, all right? Um, here's the deal. And I'll figure out what's going on in the back end later. V, I turned off the audio share, so there shouldn't be an echo. Oh, anymore. okay. Yeah, I turned off the audio share. There we, we go. go. Yeah, there you go. That's what it was. No Bingo. echo. Yep. No more echoes. Cool. Anyway. So um, in a time when tech stocks are crashing, right? We all, we've all seen everybody's taking a profit this first quarter of 2022. Massive profit taking, both in the stock markets, both in the crypto markets, commodity markets, whatever markets you want, they are all taking a profit. Now, in a time when text, you know, the, the, the FAAMG generals are in danger of keeling over. And most stocks are on the cusp of or a deep inside bear market. One sector that has been shining the light of green in an otherwise dismal red landscape happens to be energy. Okay. Folks, the reason why I bring up this article is this. The boys at Jazeera Hedge do, do a great job. They, they they look at, like, unlike its competition, Chevron, which Exxon uh, released their knockout Q4 earnings. When it was reported for the fourth quarter, profit of $8.8 billion, the largest since 2014. 2014, when oil prices were through the roof. Y'all remember the Obama days? Y'all remember the, the 2014 siege? I remember $4.84 gasoline being pumped in upstate New York. I remember $5 a gallon in Manhattan, brother. Okay, that, that That's yep. what 2014 looked like. It was bad. And the Odumbo days are back again. The same horrible metrics, economically speaking, with the same talentless hack uh, czars that are running the show over there. You know, that's all happening um, again. That's all happening again. So uh, when you look at the aggressive spending cuts that helped oil giant fully capitalize on surging energy demand and prices, which allowed the U.S., oil producer to swim in cash thanks to Biden's green agenda. This is what I'm saying. Green agenda is probably the greatest thing that could happen to Western oil companies. Green agenda, look, the oil companies and the defense contractors are the two hydras on the same on, on the same body. The two heads on the same hydra. What do I mean by that? I've said this a long time ago. As I take a swill of Java. I've said this a long time ago. Oil is the most financialized asset in the world. It's one of the most. 
It's more financialized than even your damn mortgage. Okay. Everything, when, when, when an energy project in the United States goes forward, whether it's uh, domestically or it's an offshore project or whatnot, there are state and local governments that are involved. Many of the governments uh, float municipal bonds. They, they float various other financial instruments to get their oil, you know, this oil infrastructure up and running within their state and local governments. That, in turn, is also financialized and traded on the back end with Wall Street. Okay, they, they, they create all sorts of wonderful derivatives for this oil stuff. Okay, that's just the way it goes. Now, in an environment of green energy, where this is why the oil companies, this is where you knew that anybody who's, who's been paying attention, follow the money kind of deal, you knew something was up. You knew something was up as soon as the oil companies, ExxonMobil, Royal Dutch Shell, British Petroleum, Chevron, Okay, any one of these companies, when they came out forward and they said, hey, you know what, uh, we are ConocoPhillips, this, that, and the other, when they came out, they're like, yeah, we're all for a green agenda. Like, Wait a minute, is that killing your industry? Is that like blowing off your head to spite your nose? I mean, what, 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 what is up with that? Right? Why would you want to do that? It's because green agendas create artificial scarcity. And in 2014, what was happening? We had a massive amount of green investment. This whole solar panel boom, this whole windmill uh, thing that's been going on. You drive through certain states, you see miles and miles and miles and miles of windmills. Why? That all happened because of the regs that were passed in 2014. Remember Solyndra? Remember that scandal? The green energy, folks, is nothing but a money extraction scheme. It is a money laundering, money extraction scheme. That's all it is. It is robbery. It is taken from the physical growth, physical economy, and, br- and bringing it into speculation. In other words, it is a siphon. It is a siphon for the fire economy, the speculative economy, to take its tentacles into the very energy and activity of the human individual and extract that very energy and production out. In other words, it is literally ripping the flesh off the bones of what is remaining of a carcass that we call the United States economy. What do I mean by that? Folks, we all know the thing with the Green New Deal. We all know that the thing with the Green New Deal has always been carbon and carbon credits, and they want to put you on this, in this uh, techno-feudalistic uh, you know, uh, nightmare where your carbon, your daily carbon uh, production is measured. It's the technocratic. It's the technocrats' wet dream, right? To always have balance, right? And so, what they want to do is they always want to keep you in this state of of keeping of, of balancing the load, the energy load, carbon offsets, carbon emissions, carbon credits, all this other stuff. You can't. The only way to do that is to get it at an individual level. Smart meters at the home. At the home. Smart meters at. Um, at uh, uh, you know, in your house, where the smart meters are, are are measuring every single one of your activities, smart meters within the Internet of Things, the ubiquitous Internet web that is um, you know where your coffee machine is talking to your toaster, letting you know how much energy you're you're you're, you're utilizing by toasting your toast and utilize and, and and running your coffee machine, which is reported back to your master th- uh, energy unit, which is built into your thermostat, which is monitoring your home, which is monitored by a utility company, which is which is again creating, uh, providing data 
And that data that's provided by the utility company goes directly to a Wall Street financial house, which is then, ten take, then taking it, chopping it up into, with carbon credits, creating a financial instrument and a derivative that's traded on the back end at Wall Street again for tens of trillions of, of fictitious, phony, baloney, bullshit dollars. How do we end up here? And this is what you're fighting, folks. I, I hope you understand. This whole COVID bullshit, this is all what you're fighting. You're fighting this financial neo-feudalistic takeover of not the world. No, no, no. Don't you dare think that this is a worldwide problem. Most people that are on the internet that are not as savvy, that haven't traveled, that don't know the system, that don't follow the money, that, don't, that haven't been in this game, will tell you this is a global problem. It's not a global problem. It's a Western problem. There is a, look, I mean, I, I, you know, we got to get Andre back on. I hope Saker's better. We got to bring the Saker back on, on for this because I have, a, I have a piece to discuss from him. But Andre said it best. If it were not for Zone B, he calls it the West Zone A, and then there are the other countries that, that are part of the multipolar world, he calls that Zone B. And if it were not for Zone B, I'd be absolutely rep- depressed and lose all my hope for humanity. I, I second that motion. But understand where you are right now, that is a Western problem, right? So all these things are happening, right? All these things are coming to be. And you look at it, right? This is the reason why energy companies love Green New Deal. They love green stuff. Why? It creates the necessary artificial scarcity that is needed to increase the price of the underlying asset on which all the other derivatives and financial instruments are built, okay? And when it comes to the derivatives, it's so far removed from the underlying asset, it wouldn't even matter. But the fact that these prices are going up, okay, and um, all these other things are happening, you have to understand that this, this, is the, this is the wherewithal of it, okay? Earnings have soared to $23 billion thanks to the bottom line savings of $2 billion. CapEx was contained at $17 billion, far below historical levels. The company's oil breakdown, break, break even price is just $41, meaning with oil well over $80 a barrel, Exxon is swimming in profits. Right. Oil is not only, only 80, over $80 a barrel. Oil probably head towards $85, $90. Some people are saying $100. I, I, I don't see it at $100. It's possible. I don't see it. I, I, I think there's going to be a pullback in this. The company's cash from operations soared to $48 billion, the highest in almost a decade. Debt was reduced by a record $20 billion. And while the dividend rose again in 2021, the big highlight from today's report was the announcement of a new $10 billion buyback program. What the hell are they buying back? But you figure, and this is how you know it's a wealth extraction scheme, wash, rinse, repeat. And this is how I know Oil is going to come back down from 80. Okay, it's going to start climbing. Might might pop up to 85. And guys, I'm I'm the guy who nailed the oil price in 2015. Nailed it. 2014, 2015, I nailed it. So, this is how I know oil is going to come back down. What are they doing with the with with, with, with that all that profit? Right, earnings have soared 23 billion dollars. You know, uh, bottom line savings to the capex was contained to seventeen billion, far below. I mean, think about this, right? Companies op, uh, cash from operations soared forty eight billion, the highest in almost a decade. What are they doing with that? Are they opening up new drilling sites? Are they f- figuring out new environmentally friendly ways of extracting the oil? Are they, are they doing that? No, they're not doing any of that. No, they're not. What are they doing? Buybacks. 
stock buybacks. That's how you know this is a wealth extraction scheme. The biggest evidence of it all is is that the vast 99% of the big blue chip companies that are on the stock exchange, whether it's the Dow, whether it's the NASDAQ, whether it's the S&P, all they are doing is not expanding, but buying back their own stocks. Why? Because the casino is that damn good. The casino is that damn good. Because they're buying back their stocks and they're reinvesting. They're involved in trade. If you don't believe, let, let me explain something. There was there was a phenomenon. No, I believe back in 2012 and 2013, if I remember correctly, where there were dark pools, right? Dark pools. Morgan Stanley had a dark pool. Bear Stearns had a dark pool. Um, Goldman has a dark pool, right? Uh, Lehman had a dark pool. Uh, J.P. Morgan has a dark pool. And a dark pool is is basically stocks that are traded off market hours within the banks, intrabank wise, and with it with with uh, with, with other financial institutions as well. They'll do some off hours, off market trading. So the next day the trading opens up, all of a sudden the stock price is at a different position than where it closed out at, and or, or and or it changes rapidly. In other words, the, the market opens up and boom. Within within milliseconds, and this is all because of HFTs, high frequency trading. Within milliseconds, the stock market price is completely, the market price for that particular stock is completely off kilter, completely off base, completely out in left field, man. Something you've never seen before. How does that happen? Dark pools. Let me explain something to you. A lot of oil firms, you think all these companies that are buying back their own stocks? They're not involved in the dark pools. <laughs> you think for one instance that Exxon is not involved in a dark pool? They might deny it. They might say we're not involved in any, any kind of a dark pool. We, we we don't know what you're talking about, B. We, we, we're not. No 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 dark pool here. You better bet your bottom dollar. This is a network of thieves. This is a network of crooks. The entire financial system is rigged. Exxon is working with their investor banks. They have a, they're working within those dark pools to affect their price. In other words, whatever the opening price is for the stock the next day, it's irrelevant because they are making a ton more money on the derivative market. You thought the, the crypto market was hot? The derivative market is even hotter. You get 1,000x on a derivative market. 1,000x, 100x, no problem, Right? Because it's based on volume. He who moves the volume wins. And these big Wall Street power players have the power to move the volume. But who suffers in all of this? You do. You suffer in all of this. You and your life, your livelihood, your savings, your food, your energy costs, your bills, all of that suffers. Another wealth extraction scheme has nothing to do has zero to do with a fair and equitable free market. This is not the free market. This is a joke. This is this is techno tyranny. This is financial tyranny at its highest level, folks. See your thoughts. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it in terms of <clears throat> you know how that how it works, right? Like you know in terms of the the the, the profits that these companies and corporations make and their ultimate goal. 
And many have looked at it as one of the downfalls of capitalism, like in terms of, you know, what what do companies uh, do is in terms of their executive office officers, right? Their goal is to raise profits, right? So so no uh, CEO is going to get in front of their major shareholders and say, hey, our goal next year is to be down an EBITDA by 0.23%. You know, no one's going to get up there and say that. It's all driven around margins and how much profit did they post year over year. That's what drives it. That's what's driving some of the inflation numbers that we have previously discussed, that it's not necessarily the la- – there is definitely supri- supply shortages. There's raw goods in manufacturing. However, what we are witnessing is corporate America completely taking advantage of the current crisis, again, to do what? To raise their prices, to draw even more profit in, which turns into what? Into a higher stock price fee. Yeah, absolutely. And energy is no different. Energy is no different. Um, the, the only uh, challenging what's going to be facing energy in, in perspective to the oil, um, you know, all those things, they'll, they'll be in place. They're not going anywhere. But as you see more capital money flow into, especially from a government perspective, like when the government gets to decide, if you look at the uh, Build Back Better plan and you see how much money is vested into uh, smart and energy efficient type you know, technologies, it's just something, again, that's going to be monitoring and, and, and hence the reason why energy prices are, will continue to rise a little bit, which is more profit, is because they've been very, very... Uh, problematic in terms of investment dollars into into fracking, in terms of of, of exploration in these environmental uh, areas that they they deem that we shouldn't be involved with. So yeah, it's 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 a very interesting dynamic in terms of the markets and everything. Yeah, absolutely. In December 2021, this is from the our buddy the Saker uh, Sage. We got to reach out to Andre. And uh, see if we can get Andre back. Yeah, it's on. been a minute. It's been a minute. I yeah, it's been a couple of months uh, that he wasn't doing any. Yeah, he wasn't any, feeling any well. For, yeah, yep, yep. I wasn't feeling. Love to have him back on. I need to reach out to my man Andre Martinov, folks. If you haven't gotten Andre Martinov's books, "Losing Military Supremacy," download it on Audible. Listen to it. It will blow your bloody mind. It will blow your mind. It will shatter your paradigms, your false notions. It would just absolutely annihilate. Uh, whatever concept you have about uh, the military supremacy here of the U.S. Um, Reading this real quick. In December 2021, Russia delivered two letters to the United States concerning the security architecture of Europe, commonly known as the not ultimatum. Mm -hmm. United States provided a written response to Russia in January 2022. This response was kept secret at the request of the United States. However, the Russian foreign ministry announced that the response only covered secondary items and not addressed the main points of NATO expansion and offensive missile placement. See, I don't know if you saw the pictures that were out from the State Department where they you see an entire cargo container of a C-17 Glowmaster filled with arms. And the U.S. saying that they're shipping 500 tons. And they're not calling it weapons. See, they like to, you know, they don't call it war war anymore. They call it kinetic action. They're not calling weapons transfers weapons anymore. They're calling it um, <laughs> lethal aid. Lethal aid. Yeah, lethal aid. Yep. Yeah. And so the U.S., the Russia writes an open letter to the U.S. discussing, hey, this is our concerns, man. You're, you're encroaching on our territory. You're encroaching on our sovereignty. You're literally, you know, 
I mean, some instances like 30 miles, 15 miles from our border, from St. Petersburg and whatnot, right? You need to knock this off. And the United States provided a response to Russia in January of 2022. We all remember that. But the response was kept secret. See, in other words, Russia put out an open letter to the U.S. Hey, knock this off. This is what you guys are doing. Hey, you're constantly, you've been expanding NATO since the fall of the Soviet Union. Why do you keep doing this? Why does this keep happening? And then the U.S. sends a letter back, but the letter that they send back is, is, is like top secret. It's covered. It's hush-hush. Right. The luckily, the Russian foreign ministry announced what was in this letter. Okay, the response only covered secondary items. It never did address any of the main concerns that the Russians had. It never even addressed NATO expansion, its offensive missiles placements. Right, Russia had previously announced that if a satisfactory response was not received then Russia would be resort to an unspecified military technical measures. Of course, when you talk about the jerk-offs that work for our government, that are in our government, that are in our military, these jerk-offs, who they, you know, most of their time, is, it's, a, it's a proven thing, most of their time they spend time watching pornography and jerking off. That's what most of people in government do. If they're not busy finding creative ways to create regulations and taxes to rob you blind, the American taxpayer, or to find some creative solutions to kinetic action, a.k.a. war, in which they take your son or your daughter and have them blown to bits on a foreign landscape somewhere. If they're not doing those things, or working with lobbyists and working with bankers to figure out how they can screw you and your progeny and your future from any sort of hope whatsoever, when they're not doing that, they're literally watching porn and jerking off all day. I mean, this is a proven fact. There's been several audits done on the internet activity of government workers. 90% of the time, they're beating, them, they're beating the meat watching pornography. That's what they do. That's what they do. So when these jerk-offs that are in U.S. government, right, um, they never address this. So, so they don't think that Russia could respond with any sort of military, technical, whatever, right? And they have all sorts of guesses as how this thing will roll out. You know, a lot of them think that Russia's bluffing and that Russia will back down. Others think that, uh, you know, look at various shooting war scenarios. A Russian high official mentioned that the outcome might be another Cuban missile crisis. So this is this factor is common thread in the analysis. Another common thread is that Russia might be planning to wind up wind up the war in Syria by arranging to extend the Syrian government control over the entire country. In other words, to get the Turks, the Americans, and the Israelis, and all other countries not invited by Syria to pack up and get the hell out. Um, the third thread in this question of war in Ukraine is where the U.S. is insisting that Russia is poised to invade. I mean, Ukraine is a pretty big country, right? At what point are you going to invade? While well, the Ukrainian government is trying to downplay the war fever. <laughs> the Ukrainian government, what are you idiots doing? Hey, we're happy to take the guns. We're happy to take the aid. But uh, this whole facing down the bear thing, I don't think we want to do that. It, 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 it's like you're taking this skinny little weakling punk kid and you're pushing him to go fight this big monster, right? To fight this massive half-thor Bjornsson-looking powerlifter kind of dude, Right? 
And the Ukrainians are like, yeah, we love we love the support, we love the accolades, we love the uh, the rah rah, we love all the money, we love all the weapons you're giving us. But in terms of a war, uh, <laughs> what are you guys doing? There are other possible military technical measures that are less common in the analysis. Some, well as some rare multi-dimensional chess schemes. Well, let's let's break down a few of these. Okay, the Cuban Missile Crisis Part D, Numero dos. Many years ago, the U.S. involved intermediate-range missiles into Turkey and Italy. And, folks, that is what caused the Cuban Missile Crisis. You might think, you know, a lot of Americans think that they woke up one day and Nikita Khrushchev was sailing Russian ships directly to Cuba and setting up ICBMs off the coast of Miami. That's not what happened. The Cuban Missile Crisis was a response to us putting intermediate ICBMs in Turkey. You know, that's what we do. Why? Why do we do that? Well, we wanted a Cuban Missile Crisis. You see, the, the military-industrial complex, the military-incompetent complex, at that time, one of the key members, L.L. Limenser, who was the Joint Chiefs at that time, and uh, Robert McNamara, who was the SecDef at that time with Kennedy, right? Those two idiots wanted a larger conflagration. They wanted it. And this is why they, 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 they penned Operation Northwoods, which has been declassified, I'm not going to, most of you already know what Operation Northwoods is. If you don't know what Operation Northwoods is, go Google it or find it on DuckDuckGo. Google's a useless piece of crap anyway. But go find it on DuckDuckGo or any other search engine apart from Google. Read it. It's declassified. You can read it yourself and uh, prepare to have your head blown. That's all I got to say about that. But they wanted that. They knew it's a direct response. They want a Cuban Missile Crisis, right? There's a chance, folks. Remember I told you, there's not going to be a World War III. If they can keep a... a, a and this is, the, this, is the, this is the insanity of Washington. If they can keep a, 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 a... You know, try to take a Cold War and make it a little warm. But what they don't understand is that the other side... Russia's not fucking around. They're not fucking around. They've already wrote the letter. It says, Dear U.S., I implore you to remove all your missiles from the Ukraine. I also implore you to stop the scale back, the, the pulling forward of NATO. If you do not do this, fuck around and find out. Basically, that's what the Russian response was. But, see, I told you, these idiots, they failed in Afghanistan. I told you. Ukraine is the next Afghanistan. They want to keep look. They laundered five trillion that we know of. I'm thinking it's a lot more. It's probably north of eight, nine, ten trillion dollars, right? When you count the derivatives that were benefited, or the financial markets, or the banks that benefited off the Afghan narco trade, which was happening, I, the profits are God could only God only knows. Ukraine is the next Afghanistan. So they want to keep Ukraine in a constant state of tension. In other words, Ukraine is a better Afghanistan than Afghanistan was. Because let's be honest here. America, as per its financial leaders, as per the oligarchs here, we don't need an energy policy. The less energy, the better. We can create financial derivatives. We don't need infrastructure. We'll create an infrastructure derivative and trade on that, the better. 
you got to understand, folks, once a fire or once a speculative economy is entrenched in a country, when it becomes 80 to 90 percent of the fucking country. And I love when people come up to you, V, what are you talking about? Uh, financial services are only uh, 30, 40 percent of the uh, country. Yeah, and we also are a $20 trillion economy. If you believe that bullshit, I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. Let me explain to you how the financial industry is not 20 or 30% of the or, or, or 40% of the of your entire economy. It is over 90% of your economy. How do they do it? You create financial instruments. Every time you create a financial instrument like derivatives, and every time you financialize something, okay, you're absorbing it, you're taking the power away from it, you're nullifying its growth, you're chopping it, you're, you're capping its ability to, to expand, and you, the speculative bubble that, that is that is the, the, this Borg that is taking over this virus, this financial virus. That's taken over everything becomes the main culprit. It becomes the main host organism, the parasite that, that has overtaken the host. Case in point, there's not a sector today that is not influenced by the financial markets. There's not a sector today, not one. Okay, not one. You take the financial game out of it, you're going to have a lot of manufacturers dropping debt. How do I know that? Manufacturers and the just-in-time delivery system that we're so damn used to relies on what? Lines of credit in order to pay their staff, in order to stock their inventory, in order to pay their expenses, their bills, their whole nine yards. Everything is on a line of credit. Those banks go under. Those lines of credit disappear. Walmart is done, my friend. Target is finished. Best Buy, it goes bye-bye. Those notes, those lines of credits are also chopped up and put into financial vehicles and sold on the derivative market. So therefore, the speculative monster has displaced everything. Therefore, the speculative monster the fire economy, fire, uh, finance, insurance, real estate, right? The speculative monster has displaced manufacturing. The speculative monster looks at Ukraine and says, hey, Ukraine's a better deal for us than, than Afghanistan was. Because they can keep Ukraine in a constant state of, of turmoil, a constant state of chaos. They would love nothing more, right? The financial powers in, in, in the United States would love nothing more than for Russia to create another Cuban missile. They want a missile crisis in Cuba. Oh, my God. I mean, ICBMs in Miami, uh, they're 90 miles off the coast of Miami? Oh, wow. How can we profit that? Defense stocks? Security stocks? I mean, the list goes on and on and on. The, I mean, defense sector, manufacturing sector, all these sectors that have the hooks the parasitic hooks of the financial parasite in all of them, right? It's like the, the financial system is the puppet master. They have their hands up the rear end of all these industries. 
And all these industries are profiting, but they are paying, knowingly or unknowingly, fealty to the financial borg. All of it. Picture, if you will, you look at, oh, my God, look. Oh, ExxonMobil is a wonderful manufacturer. Wow, Lockheed is a wonderful, amazing defense con. Raytheon, oh, oh, look, Apple, look, oh, look, IBM, blah, blah, blah. All of these companies are sustained by the fiat currency model. All these systems are, are, are sustained by the paper, fictitious, speculative economy. The, the banking powers that underline that, if they were to ever pull those lines of credit, if they were to ever pull those loans, if they were to ever short their stocks, these manufacturing powerhouses that you think is a powerhouse goes bye-bye tomorrow. So it's in their best interest to have a crisis in New York, in, in Ukraine. It's in their best interest to have another Cuban Missile Crisis. The result was a huge uproar and the end of the world hysteria. That's what happened in the first Cuban Missile Crisis. But the U.S. quietly withdrew its missiles and the Soviets turned around and also took their missiles back home. The two countries learned their lesson and proceeded to negotiate arms control agreements. Fast forward a half a century, and the U.S. decided to try the same maneuver again by moving weapons closer and closer to the Russian border while ditching many of the arms control agreements. The Russians were not amused and suggested that Russia might move weapons closer to the U.S. border in response. In addition, the president of Russia had some long discussions with the presidents of Cuba and Venezuela, which sparked more speculation that something was afoot. At the same time, elections in Nicaragua resulted in a president that the U.S. disliked and the led to some U.S. sanctions. Some pundits recalled that there has long been a proposal for China to build a competitive canal across Nicaragua and that it would be natural for China to place military forces at both ends of the canal to protect it from any eventualities. Analysts generally downplay the idea of Russia building bases on land in Cuba, as it would take time and they would be sitting ducks and the supply lines would be very long, unprotected. And however, the U.S., okay, however, the U.S. bases near the Russian borders are in the same exposed position. And then uh, Andre goes on and talks about the Ukraine theater, right? Uh, how there's a possibility there. In other words, folks, and, and, and of course, Syria. I have no doubt that, that Russia is going to ratchet up the situation in, in, in Syria and tell these broken, solvent bitches, beta male, pinko, commies, which are Western-backed powers that are operating in Syria against all foreign law. Syria didn't invite them. They were not invited by the Syrians. The Syrian government didn't want them. And so these, the, 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 these bastards are going to be kicked out of Syria. It's going to be ratcheted up. And if, if the U.S. has anything to say about it or Israel has anything to say about it, there's a thing called an S-400 and an S-500 that will be completely active. And then, it's, then, it's, then at that point, it's, it's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. But that, too, plays it to the West. They love the financial. You understand? There's one thing that the financial powers love: volatility. They love volatility. Volatility in the Middle East, mwah, perfect. Volatility in Ukraine, ah, love it. Volatility even in Cuba, ninety miles from Miami, bring it on. You know how was? Can you imagine how they'll play that? 
And with the new upcoming more nationalist government getting favor here in the United States with more nationalist, right? You're nationalist up to the point where there's a Cuban Missile Crisis and all of a sudden the Cubans in Florida, which are very conservative, which are very pro-Republican, and a couple of rhinos and a few nationalists will overthrow the current socialist, Democrat, globalist parties. So now the financial powers are not backing the globalists anymore. They're, they're going to profit from the nationalists. They're going to play directly into the proclivities and the limitations of the nationalists. They have this whole thing war game, folks. They're some of the smartest people working on this. So in other words, when Boris Johnson got the letter from the city of London... I said, hey, Boris, knock it off with the mask, knock it off with the vaccine mandates, knock it off with all this stuff. That's it, Boris, it's over. He got that from the city of London. He got that from the financial powers. The financial powers are not going to be backing these globalist socialist guys. They've already made a problem. They made north of $10 trillion that we know of, maybe $20 trillion, right? They've already made their profits. Now they're going to play the other side of this. You're going to have nationalist governments, national leaders, which are going to work out great in the the short term. And the nationalist governments and the socialist and the nationalist governments are going to be funded. And what better way to rattle up the cage than than a couple of of Sarmatus parked in Havana, 90 miles from Miami? Seed, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, that's the interesting tale in terms of exactly what is that military response and it very well could be that it's it's already been done but you know covertly i mean i think about what actions to, i can't remember where i read it but it was a brilliant move to force the united states to put their actions or what they entailed in in the response in writing to russia russia therefore had all the information from them to go and have these meetings say look here's here's a letter here's a response you know our, here's our two or three page letter that we wrote there's no consideration of our sovereignty of, of our country. And I think that's why you're seeing so many people pivot away, you know, from the United States and, and away from NATO as well. I think it's very it's very telling. I, I and, and you nailed it in terms of the escalation. I mean, we haven't had a hot war now in, in a minute. And I know that that's what they're, they're pushing for. Why? Because it, it warrants all the things that will come with that. So if you if you have an escalation, you get to write the bill. I mean, they're already doing it. Um, I read an article earlier on Reuters that, uh, you know, nothing speaks bipartisanship better than a war and and funding for that. So, you know, behind the scenes, uh, U.S. senators are working together on a bipartisan uh, group uh, to go ahead and writing that bill. They're they're meeting already Republicans and Democrats to begin writing this bill in terms of how much money, how much aid they're going to pour into Ukraine, pour into Ukraine. It's going to go to Ukraine. That's what it's for. But it's always going to go to the to the people of Ukraine to, pe- to protect them. <laughs> but they're planning this out, and you're you're exactly right. Why? Because they have to have something. There's got to be something in place, you know, to constantly warrant of of writing these bills, spending countless millions, billions of dollars for these unneeded things. And and why? Because it helps prop up uh, an industry, and and it helps. And and there's the kickbacks. There's the advance notice of, of which companies are going to get the money. Uh, there's a, the right now, I guarantee you that the uh, in, investment group is meeting with these Congress people, these senators and saying, which stock do we need to buy? What should we, we be course. purchasing? And they're doing it right now in preparation exactly. for 
the, the, the laundering scheme that's going to take place with Ukraine. Well, and this is why insider trading by congressmen and senators are never going to be taken away. No, never. Because, the, the, it, dude, f- f- guys, it's, it's, it, 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 it's a revolving door, right? The financial industry already tells them, hey, look, th- this is what we're going to do. We're going to move money this way. This is the capital. This is who's going to benefit. Just like we just said, they're already having meetings about what stocks to put their money in. They already know it. They're already pre-positioning themselves. Okay? This is, th- th- this is the madness. Uh, this is why the whole system needs to go. Okay? We, 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 change can only be affected locally. And if more people have more local change, then you start putting in the local and state officials that are pro-America, and then you could starve and bleed to death the parasite that is Washington DC. Yeah. And and, and 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 I think uh Putin and Russia help provide us a pathway here in the United States of something that we can do. Yeah. So the next time that you listen to a legislature say, I I'm going to support term limits. I I'm going to to advocate for a balanced budget. I want to do all these things. Well I, I think that our, our electoral our, our people should say, hey, you know what, why don't you put that in writing? Put, put put that in writing. Take take what you're saying and put it in writing, but also in the last paragraph, put in there that if you don't get these things accomplished within two years, that you will resign your Bingo. position from Congress or Senate. Put it in Ooh. writing. That would be Ooh, a great CJ. tagline for 20, you know, put it in writing. Put it Ooh. in writing. Oh, CJ, that sounds like a meritocracy. <laughs> oh, do we? Oh, God forbid. Put put it put it in writing. You know, I don't I don't want to hear all, you know the next uh, election cycle with well, we we need to we need to have uh, term limits. This is what we're going to pass through. Uh, we need to get rid of insider trading in, in Congress and Senate. You know, all these things we hear on a day to day basis of things that they say. Okay, well, fine. Put it in writing. Put it in writing, and and, and or better yet, here sign this saying that you're going to do this within two years, and if not, you will resign your position and sign it. They, you know, have it notarized, whatever, to hold them accountable. Russia's providing us a, a blueprint of what the future could look like. You know, put it in writing. Just we don't want to hear about it from a podium or or a, or a speech that you're given and, you know, getting people excited about these things. Put it in writing and say that if you don't get these things accomplished, you're you're done and you're you're going to resign your position. And, that, and it's legal binding. Yep, absolutely. Very well said. I think we come to the end of the show, Siege. Another one for the record books, Rogue News in Exile. Follow us, roguenews.com. Uh, check us out on, on Twitter, <laughs> at Real Rogue News. Uh, I'm on Getter. I've not been inactive. It's just been freaking crazy what's going on. I've been so damn busy. But uh, you can follow me at Getter at uh, V the Gorilla. And uh, CJ, what's your social handles, man? You, you know, primarily uh, producer CJ, uh, Twitter, and, and I'm on Getter as well, producer CJ. Um, the the other thing that, that really we 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 can do uh, because right now there's a coordinated attack on Spotify and and mm-hmm. and again uh, you know I have a sponsor I have a family Spotify uh, membership and it, and it's great because you know uh, my family each one of us have our own accounts our playlists all that kind of good stuff so if you're currently listening to Spotify podcast for free I'd encourage you to show them some support for. Uh, you know, they agreed to put like a disclaimer and so forth, but they're taking a lot of heat from a lot of different directions right now. And it's very much orchestrated around it. So, you know, 
you know, you know, show some love to them and, and let them know that, hey, let's let's send their sub script paid subscription numbers up a little bit to counter uh, all these investment firms that are pulling money, money from them right now. Yeah, absolutely. Show your support, folks, for, uh, for Spotify. Uh, Hobo mentioned uh, Gab.com. Um, I haven't been in Gab in, in such a long time. Is it still a dumpster fire or what? I I don't think that I ever did jump on 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 Gab. I was going to look to see if if I was even still active on there, but I don't think that I am. V. <laughs> Got it. Anywho's in, um, what else? Can I, um, that's about it. And with that being said, folks, we are over and out. Thanks for listening in. Uh, make sure you tell your friends, subscribe, like, comment, share. Um, oh, V, got, one other yeah, thing, real quick. Uh, no air at today. We're bouncing uh, yeah. to next next week. Next so week. Yeah, like, Matt, like, Matt's a little under the weather. Matt's a little under the weather. And uh, yeah, with that being said, folks, we're at the end of the show. Um, at some point, I, uh, I think this week we should be able to make an announcement on YouTube just to get everybody over here on Twitch. It's just, it's really cool. Anyway, uh, let us know how you guys like the stream so far. Um, please let us know. Uh, your feedback is vital. Um, hey, Mary in Japan, good night to you. Um, she's in Japan, our listener. Hobo nice. Sermons is in the house. Short Bus Mooner, uh, Jackalaroo, um, Reefy is in the house. Gilbert Novak, my man, Velas. Everybody's here. Uh, we need to get more people in. So, um, yeah, let us know how you guys like Whoa. Twitch. Be real quick. Yes, that, yes. Short th- th- I right. just said is that the last time, didn't I? Thoughts. Well, th- I, I think this is important, and this is speaking in terms of of the challenge to disrupt the status quo. Okay, because we are such creatures of habit, and I'm I'm guilty as well. But on our live streams, when we, when we were on YouTube, right? You know, we we'd have five, six hundred that they would show us. There's probably well over a thousand people watching our live streams. But we're not here, and and we're looking at these other streams and and the, and the numbers. But yet we've been talking about disrupting, you know, these tech giants. But people are still reluctant to do so. So I just I just want to point that out that you know people are creatures of habit. It's 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 hard to change course of of those things to really institute change to disrupt the uh, the establishment. Yeah, we got to use a, a platform. Uh, Twitch doesn't have a, a lot of political channels, which is actually great. So there's an opportunity for us to grow, and you can you know come listen to Rogue, and if you can watch some idiots play video games, you can do that too. So <laughs> it's it's you know it is what it is. Anyway, this broadcast will be everywhere. And with that being said, we're at the end of the show. Uh, yes, technically Twitch is Amazon, but you know the weird thing, just looking at the metrics, and when you have our engineering team looking at the back end at, at censorship. This is like the least censored platform, dude. I mean, literally, there, there are people here, there are gamers that are showing off their buttholes. On <laughs> Twitch, for lack of a better word. I mean, there's it's, it's a lot of crazy crap happens here. I don't know what else. Siege, I think, I think Siege, we, might, we might have to go on Pornhub next. I mean, we might. We <laughs> might. We might be on Pornhub, you know. Hi, <laughs> right, this is V, v and CJ. We're in exile, broadcasting live from Pornhub. That's awesome. God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> Gus will be fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for listening in. We're at the end of the show. Catch you all tomorrow. We're over now. Oh, Gustavo's going to be here tomorrow. So make sure yes. you keep it locked and loaded. And with that being said, we're over now. And we are.